0: day, then sports coverage and entertainment after hours. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Balagnew in Washington. Heavy rains have triggered a mudslide in a town west of Tokyo that crashed into rows of houses, leaving over a dozen people still missing.
1: The suspects are accused of having extorted money from the Vatican's Secretariat of State in a $415 million...
0: Representative Dan Crenshaw called for Gwen Berry to be kicked off the U.S. Olympic team. That's after she showed disrespect to the uh, U.S. flag and the national anthem after uh, winning a race. And Representative Dan Crenshaw of Texas tells the Salem Radio Network he's asking troops to tell him when they encounter training programs in the military centered around critical race theory. The number of people missing in the Florida condominium collapse has fallen substantially, down from 145 to 128. Officials said on Friday the number declined after duplicate names were eliminated. Some residents reported missing actually turned up safe. This is SRN News.
2: Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like... uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other
0: things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from
2: putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care
3: of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited
2: before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, What's your address
4: again? Because he couldn't believe the difference.
1: Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs.
5: I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at I need more hair. Com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to IneedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact I Need More at their office in Egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair
3: loss at I Need More the views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
1: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary It's the King Banyan Show How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight Razor-sharp analysis and unflinching universal thought Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's
0: a strange here. Strange we
1: finally
2: made it to campus. Welcome to campus. Ah, happy 4th of July weekend. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Um, just so happy to be with you. I, you know, you think to yourself, well, it's the 4th of July weekend. King's going to be gone, right? Everyone's, uh, everyone's on vacation this week. No, 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 no. It's Job Saturday. What made you think that I would not be here for a Job Saturday? We do this every year. The 4th of July almost always lands right around, right around Job Saturday because the jobs report always comes out on the first Friday of the month as long as it's not the first of the month because then they kind of skip it back to the 8th. But as long as it's the second or later, there's a jobs report. And you just know. You just know. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I cannot, I cannot go to your barbecue tonight because I have to get ready for jobs job Saturday. Those words were actually spoken by me. I actually turned down barbecue last night just to be here with you. The sacrifices we go through. We made poor Sean, the new guy, come in <laughs> to work. On, a, on, on 4th of July weekend, poor guy, uh, because it's Job Saturday. It, it was a weird jobs report this time around. People are trying to figure out what in the heck is going on. So let me go right to a particular, a particular piece of the story um, it, called The Unemployment Puzzle. So, and this is from Greg Ip at the, Wall, at the Wall Street Journal, writes, It's a bit puzzling how payrolls grew by 850,000, yet the number of unemployed grew by 168,000, uh, and the unemployment rate moved up to 59 from five from 5.8%. Unemployment payroll figures are based on two separate surveys. Well... If you're a longtime listener of the King Banyan show here on the biz 1440, you'd already know that because we pretty much tell you that every month. That's why we do uh job Saturday to sort of break down for you. What is in this? There are some multiple reasons for this. So let me read on because I think this is, I think this story is um, this story is, is one of the most interesting parts of the entire jobs report. And, and, Mr. Ip lands right on it since the start of the pandemic some unemployed people have been incorrectly counted as employed this mis- misclassification shrank a bit last month enough to raise unemployment 0.1 percentage point divergences between the payroll and household surveys are also common often due to statistical noise both these things are true both of them were reported in the jobs report you actually would see this special box about the fact they know that they've got some misclassification happening and they've been talking about it. At one point it was probably distorting or under-reporting the unemployment rate by maybe as much as 2%. Now they think it's down to about one-tenth of that. Still maybe the real unemployment rate is more like 6 or 6.1%. But it's not seven. They're they're fairly sure of that. Okay. They still see a bit of misclassification happening off the survey. Remember, the household survey is a survey of sixty thousand individ- sixty thousand households. And so, and they only ask the question of the person who picks up the phone. Of course, if it's junior who's under sixteen, the phone has to get passed to somebody over sixteen to do the interview. Uh, but that. That person is that person's the only person who's being asked that. So for a change of 0.1, technically you'd have to think about the fact that that means that you're only talking about 50 or 60 responses that maybe aren't quite the way they should be. Out of 60,000, maybe less than 100 are misreporting. It's going to be kind of hard to pick up at that level. But also, Ip continues, but the two also define employment differently, and those differences can explain most of June's divergence. Someone who works two part time jobs is counted twice in the payroll survey, but once in the household survey. In June, the number of people working part time jumped 564,000, overwhelmingly not for economic reasons, meaning inability to find full time work. Yet in June, the household survey said fewer people worked multiple jobs. But it did find fewer people on unpaid leave and fewer self employed, which explains much of the difference. So if you go into the report, remember, right? Two reports, okay, being being issued simultaneously, two surveys being issued simultaneously in one report. I should say that properly. Let me repeat that. There are two surveys. One survey is a is the actually the census bureau calling the 60,000 households, hey are you working or not working? Uh, are you looking for work right now? Uh, and some other questions that are asked to do the classification of what that person what what that person's relationship to the labor market is right now. On the other side, you start with about 6,000 mostly large businesses and you survey the payroll records. And that's the number from which you get the eight hundred and fifty thousand. So there's the two separate surveys out there. Okay, um, so it may well be first of all that you're seeing fewer people work multiple jobs because businesses are willing to offer more hours um, to. They're willing to offer more hours to to uh, their workers. Let me look at let me look at average weekly hours. Um, uh, uh, by industry. And if I look at that, the number of hour the percent change in aggregate weekly hours in the leisure and hospitality sector went up 2.4%. Um, payrolls rose by 4.8% in the, okay. Oh, well that's, act, yes, that's just over a single month. Your restaurants and your hotels are, struggling to find workers they're adding people pretty much as fast as they can and they're probably taking their current people and saying can you work more hours that seems to be happening in many 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 places in that sector you do not see the same sorts of things for example in it where uh aggregate weekly hours was down nine tenths of percent or in uh manufacturing which was virtually flat or or retail trade which was also virtually flat the indication to me is we're adding workers they're largely being added toward at the lower end at the lower wage jobs leisure and hospitality retail other services sectors <coughs> excuse me which would include um hair salons movie theaters um and, and live theater All of those places; those hours are going up quite dramatically. But you're not seeing, but you're not seeing that throughout the throughout the network. But I do think Ipp's point is correct. If I look at the number of hours working there, if all of a sudden, if I was working two part-time jobs, and let's say I'm a server in two different restaurants, and all of a sudden one of the restaurants says. I'm willing to bring you on for 35 hours a week and they say, and that means that we're going to have some kind of health plan for you because that's required by law, you might quit the second job. And that might be holding back some of that. So these aggregate weekly hours and payroll numbers, these do not include the cost of the benefits packages that might have to be juiced up to induce your better part-time worker to take on more hours. That strikes me as the nature of what's happening in that, in that sector at this particular time. So let me uh, continue to scroll through and, and just give you the broad the broad brush strokes here. The employment to population ratio, which we said kind of is the you can't mess with this number. You just say, here are the number of people working right now. Here's the size of the population of everybody, of everybody age 16 and up. Um, That number kind of grows at a fairly constant rate between 100 and 150,000 people a month. If you look at the number of people who were were working, that actually, in the household survey, that measure went down by 18,000 workers. But I think this is Ip's point is it's possible that some of that is the reclassification of those workers okay so if you think about if you think about the fact that uh you get about uh an over age 16 population of 260 million per people in the united states roughly it's a little more than 260 we'll just work with 260,000 right a change of point one uh, 260 well, 260 million excuse me um A change of point one is still more than a quarter million people. So I think one of the things that was happening in this survey is the sorting of people out between holding one, you know, holding two jobs or holding one job. And I think there has been some people, as there is always during recessions who go to work for themselves and then as market conditions improve they get a job offer maybe that self-employment opportunity is a whole lot of work and not putting a whole lot of uh, money in your checking account and you decide yeah you know that was a good idea for the moment but I'm ready to go back to work for somebody else I just had a very good friend a couple that uh, that we go to church with and, and also are in a study with every week and And, um, the, uh, wife of the couple, uh, looked for work for about six months during the pandemic and then went, opened up her own business, uh, that went for about a year and she's just been hired, uh, to work for somebody else now just in the last week or two. So, so, um, she's closed that business, but there are others who I think may be ending their businesses and getting into the job search. One of the things that I think is really interesting in this report is going to be, and I'm going to to talk about in the next segment, I want to talk about the number of people re-entering the workforce who are out and are coming back in. And I want to talk also about the people who are quitting jobs right now because that's a big story that you heard yesterday in all the chatter about the jobs report. You heard about people quitting. You heard about that unemployment insurance story again. We're going to go through all that. In just a moment here, we'll be back with the King Banyan Show on the biz, 1440. Wow, oh, so blue. Yes, yeah, I want to know. Do you know that I know that you know that
4: she made a fool out of me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't know what to
3: do. What can I do? Cool voiceover zany
0: sound effect we were gonna write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the biz 1440 on the free radio.com app
1: if you're in hr you're probably wearing a lot of hats recruiter team builder trainer mediator policymaker and of course paper pusher
0: Or is it mental maybe it's both maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper fight harder and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be encourage them to participate in a sport
4: when they go to high school this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association
3: There's a ton to explore
0: at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more.
2: Welcome back, King Banging Show, Fourth of July edition of the King Banging Show, which coincides with a job Saturday. So you know we're here and we're doing our business. Okay, uh, here's uh, I hear Jonah Jonah Goldberg says I'm here banging my spoon on my high chair tray because I like nothing more than to talk about uh, data when the When you get as much data as was in this report. And again, this one is uh, an interesting, maybe a little weird job report. I don't think it's too weird, but it's a little weird. Um, Just in terms of of varying factors going on in the report. You're not used to seeing a high uh, payroll uh, job gain on the one hand with a slightly higher unemployment rate at the same time again they're from two different surveys and there is statistical noise that happens in these because they're both based on sampling of 6,000 firms on the one hand 60,000 households on the other hand so there's going to be errors there's going to be numbers that have to spend some time washing out and I as I always tell people tell particularly when i teach forecasting which i haven't done in a long time now since i'm currently serving as a dean here at uh, saint cloud state university the lovely place that i'm broadcasting to you from this morning um sun is shining the uh the uh, sun is uh is just creating that beautiful look of little diamonds sparkling on the river uh right outside my office it is absolutely glorious and by the way not hot up here this morning they've uh They've managed to figure out how to keep the air conditioning on for just a little bit longer until I clear out from the show and then they'll shut her down for the weekend. Uh, we are, we are uh, interested in the fact that there's a lot of people who are who are in this mode of sorting themselves in the post-pandemic world in the job market. I experienced this as a university, uh, university administrator from the fact that super hot job markets are not great for enrollments in your universities. Okay. My, I have a story I do and I'm not, I'm only going to do like 20 seconds of it, but it's a, it's a, it's the story of, uh, walking, uh, walking. This would have been 2014. um, we during move-in weekend, uh, we have this tradition that the president of the university and the mayor of our city walk together to talk to students who are living in off-campus housing because we want to talk to them about, hey, I'm glad you're out here. It's usually a beautiful August, late August weekend. They're probably on the lawn. There might be some, there might be some adult beverages being consumed there. Certainly some some visiting with old friends and new president sees one sees one person uh standing there with an open container of beer and says hey what are you doing are you a student he says no i'm not anymore well why is that well my my dad's an electrician and uh business has picked up and uh i've decided i'm going to learn more about the business and the and my president no longer here uh uh but uh my president at the time uh said in the meeting. Well, that student might actually probably made a pretty wise decision. When the market is doing well, when when economies are doing really well, and you've got businesses screaming for additional labor, and they're increasing wages like we described in the previous segment, it's not great for the university. Some of our students are going to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and make money now while I can, and when the, when the market doesn't, when the job market isn't paying me as much or when my hours get cut, maybe then will be the time that, uh, I go back and work on my degree. Kind of just makes sense. Well, there's a lot of that behavior happening right now. Let me take you into, um, let me take you in. I believe this would be here. Okay. So this is I actually close that window dummy. Uh, let me take you to take you to, uh, first of all, this fact here, right? So the, U, the U3 number, total unemployed as a percent of the civilian labor force, went up one-tenth. Yet U6, which we have all screened about, well, you know, the official unemployment rate does not count everybody. It is not counting the people who are just not looking for work and are detached from the labor force or marginally attached to the labor force. Uh, there are people out there working part-time because they can't find a full-time job and so forth that number actually fell from 10.2 to 9.8%. So it's down below 10%. First time since the pandemic that it's gotten gotten down to that level. Uh and that is that is one of that is a better indicator in my mind right now of some of the of what's happening in that data than uh, than uh, uh than than what we would have thought. I let me go pull up a couple more windows that I needed to have here. Uh, the other pieces that I wanted to t- talk about was the fact that the number of people who are, who are currently, who are currently um, leaving jobs and the number of people who are reentering jobs has risen dramatically over this period. I'm just going to read you two sets of numbers. This is the percentage distribution. So the number of people who have uh, number of people who are unemployed went up, as we noted before. Uh, un- number of people unemployed r- rose, uh, by, uh, uh, rose by rose uh, by to five point nine percent. So you saw eighteen thousand jobs lost, one hundred fifty one thousand added to the labor force. So that gives you an increase, you sum them up, that's about 170,000 more people unemployed than before, but I want you to listen to where they probably came from. The number of people who quit jobs in the month went up from 778,000 to 942,000. That's a very very significant gain of 160 uh, yeah, 164,000 job people who quit jobs. Also, re people who were out of the labor force and are now coming back into the labor force, Reentrance at 2298 rose by, by 150,000 in the month. Those who stepped away and now are coming back in. They may have stepped away to become self-employed. They may have stepped away because they liked getting that unemployment insurance check. They may have stepped away because they're afraid of COVID. They may have stepped away because they had kids in school whatever but as you look at that number the number of people who are unemployed because they lost jobs that that job loss unemployment rate is which is just the section of them that is that say they lost their job either because they're laid off or they they they've been permanently separated on temporary labor or they had a temp job and they're now and their temp jobs now done, that number has stayed pretty constant at about 3.6% month over month. All of the rise in the unemployment rate can be accounted for by either people who left their jobs or people who were not in the labor force and came back in. And, And so that's part of the... The, the sort of that story that's out there. I may just play play one clip from uh this is Mohamed Elarian. Uh, I think yesterday I'm going to forget whether he was which station he was on. I am guessing it was on I'm guess I'm just guessing that it was on uh, uh on Bloomberg Television, but I'm uh, not positive of that. Anyway, this is him yesterday describing sort of the mixed the mixture in this jobs report. Cut number 2, please Sean. It's a mixed report. Um, for every positive thing you point to, there's something less, less positive. You point to job created, but the labor force participation and employment to population stayed down. Higher wages, but
5: hours' work went down. Better U6 unemployment measure,
2: worse U2. Higher women's participation, higher unemployment for minorities. So it is mixed. It is mixed. It certainly is. But I think the mixture, if you look at it with some caring, you have the story of, of a really tight labor market uh, and people sorting themselves in. I think this is the behavior we predicted would happen here on the show, here on the King Banyan show. I would have told you six months ago, at some point the f- people who are out of the labor force are going to come back in. But before that, you'll see the people who were self-employed and were reporting themselves as self-employed in the BLS household survey shifting to working in the workforce. These data are consistent with that story. That doesn't prove my story is true. I'm just saying it supports it. I want to be careful not to oversell what I'm saying here. But that story seems to have some 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 legs to it um there are still people on the sidelines i think that that people who believe the unemployment insurance checks are are a major cause of this i think that's still there but if that's the real cause what should happen next month is more and more of these states should have had the unemployment checks come to an end for those that chose to do so most of the end dates were Mid to late June, so by the reference week uh, later this month, uh, not next week, but the week after, when they do that call, those people who are living in those states that ended those checks will have been off unemployment, the extended unemployment insurance, for weeks. In fact, I gotta go. I'm gonna go dig up the numbers and read to you what happened uh, last month with that, because I think that's, I think that's quite valuable. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll we'll be digging more into Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty.
1: 22% of the population has some degree of hearing loss. Encourage business owners and staff to keep the captions on their TVs turned on and accessible to all patrons. Captions also help children with reading and adults learning English as a second language. Not sure how to turn them on? Find the button with the two C's on the remote or go to the menu button. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deaf Blind and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station.
3: Hey, Mark Davis from my friends at Soda Weight Loss, SodaWeightLoss.com. Soda stands for state of the art. It is a program you can get on and succeed because it's not starvation. It's not deprivation. My own producer, Rhonda K. Moreland, lost 63 pounds three years ago. That weight is gone and it's not coming back.
1: Mark, I can't believe it's been three years since I started my soda journey and I actually call it. Letting go of 63 pounds because it's not coming back. It hasn't come back in over two and a half years. It only took me five months, 21 weeks to let go of 63 pounds. And I've been able to keep it off in a nice, healthy way. And I'm supported constantly by my soda nutritionist that I go in. When I originally started, they came in, they put together a health plan that's kept me going for the entire past three years of my life
3: check the reviews see the before and after videos do soda at home nationwide click soda soda it's state
5: of the arts
6: Please call 1 800 366 7773. 1 800 366 7773. Or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is non political and totally educational. A baby's
5: heart is beating 18 days from conception. Prolife Across
3: America the billboard people. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
2: back big bang you show the biz 1440 oh, i love that song oh. did you guys know uh i know both uh, john and sean are there last friday uh up here in st cloud we have our granite city days it's the annual uh summer festival here in st cloud and there's a park that's about a half mile from my house that i typically walk down to and i didn't get to do it because of a retirement party but they had a they had bands there all right sean and john Oh well, if they if you guys are bo- if you're both in there you can both both mike in guess who was the act at the park a week ago yesterday
5: who would that
4: be i told you really
2: guess who the guess who was in the park?
4: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah,
2: the guess who was there? Actually, they're wow. down to just their drummer from the original band. Okay, everyone else was was there touring with a whole new group. It is interesting to me. I'm sorry for the detour, but I found this quite <laughs> interesting. Uh, the 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 opening act was Ozark Mountain Daredevils, which my wife loves. She loves them, uh, and so she was even more upset about the, the retirement party being uh, scheduled over the. Uh, over the park night. Uh, but uh, but it is interesting how many of those bands were put together by producers such that the producer continues to own the band name and can just plug in any musician they want. Mm-hmm. That is a really fascinating part of that business, Sean. I, I've been thinking about trying to dig into that a little bit more and figure out why that works that way. But, <laughs> but I'm sure this is another example where the Guess Who's band name is actually owned by... You know, like that that weird guy that followed around the Partridge family <laughs> that we always thought was was hot on mom, um, um, but um, hot on Partridge mama. Uh, sure. And uh, uh, you know, it's always like, hey, what's the creepy guy doing there? But <laughs> creepy guy actually owned the, the the name probably of the Partridge family, mm-hmm. right? So correct. You know, yeah, and and and. and um, and, and I'm going to say it out loud, Sean, just so that everybody understands it. Then we'll get back. We'll get back to job Saturday. Uh, Sean being new sort of has to get plugged into the music scene here. And he he understands my many ec- uh, eclectic tastes. Um, and, and in my list of many unpopular views that I hold in the world, one <laughs> of them is Beatles are overrated. Monkeys are underrated.
4: Totally agree.
2: Oh, you're so awesome. That's great. That's great. All right, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven at me. Okay, come at me. It's all right. I can <laughs> take it. I can take it. I'm not dissing. I'm not dissing the Beatles by saying they were overrated. You can still be a great band to be overrated. To me, in some sense, um, uh, I've always felt. I've always felt there are many players. Uh, I think Tom Brady is in the overrated category. Um, I'm a New Englander, by, by a native native New Englander, but I'm actually not a Patriots fan. Um, and <laughs> I think he's an I think as an athlete, I think he's overrated. Uh, and and I could name you lots of people who I probably think were were underrated. Um, although I still think the most overrated player in, in modern day uh, professional football was Troy Pol- Polamalu, and my brother and I have wicked fights about that because he's a Steelers fan. Um, uh, I, I think this guy lives off his hair commercials. Um, that's fine. Make a nice living, sir. Uh, appreciate it. Anyway, six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven. Beatles overrated monkeys underrated. All right. We'll look for more interesting pairs like that. We need one for the seventies and for the eighties and, and 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 I think I think given given what I've learned about Sean over the over the last week or two here i think I think we're going to have some fun conversations in that way. We'll have to bring you Sean over to uh to the uh, headliner uh, uh with Mitch Berg because Mitch will have an opinion about this, and it'll take an hour to get through it <laughs> so anyway, six five one yeah, it will be uh six five one two eight nine four four seven some of the number of call questions comments doesn 't have to be about music, in fact, if you'd rather talk about the unemployment report, guess what so would i um, I, I I love it, but sometimes you've got to have some fun on the weekend so uh, so we'll give you that one too uh just in just because I mentioned it pre in the previous uh, at the end of the previous segment let me let me just quickly touch on the insurance claims numbers for last week we 'll do this every week because we 're now in this really interesting period. Where the impact of those states turning off those additional benefits from the pandemic, uh, the the CARES Act and CRESA and and ARP, all of the all of the uh, stimulus packages, um, we're looking there right. Uh, initial jobless cl- initial jobless claims down to 364k from 415. Remember, when we get down below 300, you're now reaching the area of what we think of as being normal for initial claims. The problem, of course, is we're still looking for the numbers for pandemic unemployment assistance to come down. They fell by about 15,000. This is right at the beginning of that period where they're starting to turn off on various states. And and the amount that uh, people getting the emergency, uh, the extended insurance fell by twelve thousand. That's not a terribly big number in my mind. So that if you actually look down, uh, if you look at down at the initial claims for PUA, that actually went up by three thousand. Uh, and so those numbers are still, it, including the pandemic unemployment assistance. That's the money that goes to gig workers, self-employed independent contractors, all those folks, if you add on to it all the emergency stuff and you take out the initial claim so that people are on it for more than one week, that number's still at 14.7 million workers. In that, Including that 14.7, as I point out, is about 5.5 million workers who would never have gotten this insurance in any other recession except this last one. They so dramatically expanded how they hand that insurance out. And what we see in the jobs report, I believe, is that some people are entering and exiting between self-employment and driving Instacart or not driving Instacart, DoorDash, what have you, and on the other hand, then going into the formal labor market and working Working for a restaurant or for a for a movie theater or, or or some such. I think there's been a lot of interaction in there. Let me let me turn myself over to looking at the uh, looking at the, at the overall numbers. There is something funny in that eight hundred fifty thousand number. I think that number's overstated. And indeed, indeed the uh, I got to go find this quote again in the. Um, Here it is. Uh, in, in the jobs report itself, I'm going to read this. This is a little bit dry, but I, but I want you to hear how they described it because this is an unusual piece of language in a jobs report. I've been reading these. we done, gosh, we first did the King Banyan show. We're coming up. Sean will not know this. We're coming up on 12 years of this show, um, in, in the fall. Um, We've done this thing for 12 years, and we've pretty much done Job Saturday throughout the process because we came into existence in the depths of the great financial crisis in 2009. So we've been here working on this for a long time. I don't recall seeing a paragraph like this before, so I'm going to read some of it. In June, employment rose by 155,000 in local government education by 75,000 in state government education and by 39,000 in private education. So of the 850, okay, do, doing quick math in my head, that's that's 269,000 workers in, edu- in the education sector. That's a big chunk, that's almost as big as the chunk that everyone's talking about in leisure and hospitality. It's really kind of odd. But in both public and private education, staffing fluctuations due to the pandemic in part reflecting the return to in-person learning and other school-related activities have distorted the normal seasonal build-up and layoff patterns, likely contributing to the job gains in June. And then in parentheses, they write, Without the typical seasonal employment increases earlier, there were fewer layoffs at the end of the school year, resulting in job gains after seasonal adjustment. Close parents. The, these variations make it more challenging to discern the current employment trends in these industries. So they're telling you it's kind of a a, a nonsense number. It is, it is an odd number that they're giving you because of this. So let me explain... Oh, gosh. All right. One-minute explanation of seasonal adjustment, right? We're just taking... We know that every June there's going to be a drop of a bunch of people who were working at school who leave the labor force who, be, who separate from the labor who separate because they've gotten to the end of the school year not just the teachers but this includes the, 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 uh, the cafeteria workers, this includes some of the bus the, the school bus drivers and so forth um, so in all of those jobs, you get a drop in June. But if you've had your schools working remotely and you've had them closed, you haven't had cafeteria workers. You haven't had bus drivers. And you may have cut back on the number of teachers or teacher assistants that you're having in the school as well. You don't need some of those some of those extra workers that you might have have uh, at that time. So what they're doing is, is you're when you're making the comparison to previous June's when you get a smaller drop in June of 2021. The seasonal adjustment, which is comparing it to all of the other ones, makes it look like it's a, a gain when it's in fact not a gain. It's just a statistical artifact. So the eight hundred and fifty thousand is probably too big a number relative to what really is out there. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banion Show on Job Saturday on the Biz fourteen forty. Yeah We're too
4: busy singing to put anybody down.
5: We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We want the time to get restless. There's always something.
0: The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley.
4: Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain.
0: Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Get that rock-shack Attack, rock-shack Barbecue.
4: To do you right, we take time for a barbecue. Do get that. Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah.
0: Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. <laughs>
2: All right, the King Baggot show, the Biz 1440, stealing the original intro music for the Hugh Hewitt show. There's a there's a little known fact their very first their very first shows this was I think it was almost two years they used uh, they used that um, Canned Heat song. Um, I've never seen Canned Heat. I would I would go see them. I wonder if there are another band that has their name owned by uh, by by some producer. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Last part about this labor supply issue, and 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 I want to play some I want to play some audio for you. Minutes after the report was released uh, on Squawk Box on CNBC. Um, uh, The former chair of the uh, Council of Economic Advisors under President Obama, Jason Furman, now a professor at Harvard, um, had this to say about what he was watching. And Again, he's commenting like, you know, he can't have looked at all the numbers yet. But this was his first reaction. Play cut number one, please, Sean.
6: Yeah, labor supply has been the issue. Um, There are more job openings than there are unemployed right now. I think part of that is the virus. Part of that is it takes time to find jobs. I think unemployment insurance has definitely been playing a role in giving people more time to find jobs or keeping them on the sidelines. The good news is all of those factors are going to come to an end, and so the 850,000 job number we have this month—that's a pace we should be able to sustain over time going forward. Um, I agree the report is a little bit conflicting. The household survey here showed employment went down, even while the payroll survey showed employment went up. Um, we look mostly at the payroll survey because that's the better measured one. But at a time like this, uh, you know, we can't be sure about any of the measurements. But overall, you know, the headline is a great number of jobs here. I think that's the, the most important thing.
2: So that's an a that is longish, but uh, let me focus on a couple pieces of that. Um one, the virus is causing some job loss. i certainly think so and let me let me point to let me point to a piece that was uh this is also a piece that came out of uh came out of the uh, wall street journal um uh report uh, uh on after the after the jobs report was released uh yesterday um if you look at the total number of people who have not who are not working right the labor force participation rate stayed flat at sixty one point six People are looking for a number that gets you closer to 63. If you go back just to to 2019 and you ignore any gain in the population over those two years, you got 2 million fewer people in the labor force than back then. Of that 2 million, this piece points out, 436,000 of them, so more than than 20% of those people, are over the age of fifty-five. So, if they've decided to retire, um, then yeah, they might go back to work. I I rem- I remind people of the fact that we that in two thousand seven we saw a lot of fifty-five-year-olds at that time making the decision to retire, and then and because the stock market had done well, I believe their 401 ks, you know, their their financial planners were telling them yeah, things look okay. I think you can, I think you can afford to retire. And so I had friends at, at that time that were at that point, you know, probably five years older than me in their late fifties saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out. I'm, I've got enough. I'm going to, I'm going to go do something else. Who 18 months later when the stock market had halved the size of their 401k had to figure out how, if you had to figure out how do they get back into the job market. And I think that helped prolong some of the some of the recession in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. I have a different question at this time, right? Stock market's doing great. Uh I spend very little time talking about stocks and equities on this show because I'm not a financial planner and you know, I didn't stay at a holiday in last night. So I, I I I'm not qualified to give you financial advice. Um I tell people, yes, I'm an economist, but but I don't I don't do that. Uh, even if I did, I'd be practicing without a license. I that would be a bad thing. I can't trade for you. I can't trade on your behalf. Um, I would I would look at those data though and say, if I was someone at that age, and I said, you know what, I got a lot of risk. You know, suppose I have some comorbidities, I would think about it. I'd be thinking about when do I want to get out of here. And some of that 436,000 that left over age 55 are just not going to come back. They're just, they're not returning. If you take that, if you take that, that piece out, right? If you take, say, half that number out, then that labor force participation rate should probably be, should probably be, you know, a couple ticks higher than it is right now because they're truly not in the labor force. So I, I really think that, that that piece of the problem is not going to, that piece of the issue. If you're going to rely on labor force participation as your measure of whether or not the labor markets have healed, some of that is going to be, be only healed by having people with potential comorbidities deciding that the vaccines make them safe enough to be able to go back to work and i don't comment much on on the nature of how we're talking about vaccines and 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 how we're delivering it but i don't see that the american public is ready to accept that the vaccines have made them have have made everybody feel comfortable with going back into the into the work environment and until that happens some of this healing in the labor market may in fact not be happening at this time we're going to take a break right here when we come back we'll have more of the jobs report uh, we'll, we'll be celebrating the 4th with you right here on the King Banyan show on the biz 1440
4: every day the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life We take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Dennis Prager
5: here with my friend, Mike Hilborn, owner of Roofed Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually
3: removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry,
5: it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at Rooftodeck.com.
6: That's Rooftodeck.com.
5: For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more.
4: and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm
6: proud to serve in the United
4: States. And I am proud
6: to protect our country.
1: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
4: AFreserve.com.